meaningless thought The shell appears strong But the inside is right It's time to be stirred The time is now The winds have changed Read the signs No time to hide The winds have changed Millennia ago from the little cave on the tiny island of Patmos in the Aegean Sea, the heavens opened. Since then, the world has been fascinated by the cosmic upheaval brewing on the horizon of history. The upheaval is now upon us. It is within us. To some degree, it always has been. But there has been a sudden and violent shift in the affairs of the world. The winds have changed. Heaven will not be silent. Let's now join Father Anthony Bush, pastor of St. Stanislaus Koska, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy in Chicago, and author of A Mother's Plea, For the Winds Have Changed. Together we can pave the way for a hopeful response to the signs of our times. Good afternoon. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Loretta Fralick, and I have the privilege of sitting in for Father Anthony today on Winds of Change. And I am usually the other half of Mary and Loretta on Mondays. And it is my privilege today to have a little breaking news. Um, Aid for Women, you know, as the wonderful organization that supports mothers and babies here in the Archdiocese of Chicago with many homes and assist with uh, pregnancies, um, they have announced today that the Presidium Vitae Award will be going to our Mary Fiorito. So we want to extend our congratulations to a wonderful organization for continuing excellent choices in choosing life and choosing Mary to be the recipient of this incredible award. So Thursday, September 26th, we'll see everyone at Aid for Women's Dinner where Mary receives a well-deserved award. She is truly a champion for life and just so articulate on the issue. I've had the privilege to hear Mary debate the heads of Planned Parenthood over the ages. I've had the privilege of reading Mary's um, uh, comments in the newspaper and just obviously being her friend, but she truly is someone who articulates the life issue well, and she is a champion for life. So congratulations, Mary. We'll see you at the Aid for Women dinner on Thursday, September 26th. And I woke up today with like this incredible smile on my face because of our guest. Our guest is a woman by the name of Julie Kressel Richards. And on her website, um, she calls herself the chief encouragement officer. She's the CEO. But I got to tell you, anybody ever seen the uh, Jim Carrey, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Well, they give an award in there that's uh, for the cheermeister. But if we gave Julie an award, it would be for the Joymeister. Julie, are you with us? I'm here. Hi, Julie. Oh. How are you? I'm great, Loretta. So good to speak with you. Thanks for inviting me here. And I just have a big smile on my face about the cheer, the, the Joymeister. The Joymeister, <laughs> yes. And I just, oh, 
You are. And and why don't you tell us about yourself? Because I've known you for so many years, and I've never known you to be anything but full of joy. Oh, thank you for saying that. Um, gosh, I was an elementary school teacher for 17 years, and that's where you really refine your joy. <laughs> that's, where you, that's where you really grow. In um, I, I think the 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 dichotomy of happiness and joy, mm-hmm. uh, because that's something we're going to talk about today. That that they're two very different things. Oh, and, they are. Uh, and I found that in in an elementary school, um, you can't allow your feelings to dictate how you show up. Um, you you get to be an encourager for these children. Like you, you can make or break their day. Amen. Um, yeah, Amen. To- you are so right. I, you know, I just had a conversation. I won't. I as as you are aware, I teach catechism to the eighth grade at my parish, and it it is not for the faint of heart. But I've got this group of boys, and I have more boys than I have girls. So you know, I clearly have a a, a challenge, but. They were just not acting how I would have liked them to act at a parishing event. And I took one of them aside and I I said, you are such a leader. And he looked at me and he goes, me? No, I'm not. And I went into a list of how he was such a leader and the, the gifts that he had and how all these young boys really looked up to him. They all wanted to be around him. And it was really kind of funny. He said, you know, no, I'm not a couple of times. And then I was like, no, you are. <laughs> and what was so funny was he, he walked away and he said, I'll try harder, Miss Loretta. And last night in class, the same thing happened. He said, I, lo- I looked at him. I called him by name because he knew he was misbehaving. And sure enough, he said, you're right. I'll try harder. So when we call out the good in people, the gold, they rise to the occasion. Yeah. Indeed they do. And I used to tell my students, our role on earth is not to knock each other down, but to build each other up. Amen. And I would use use blocks or Legos and just illustrate that. And the thing that gripped me for the Lord, because I wasn't even a Christian when I became a teacher, was um, was just the, the role of character, character building. Yes. I became, I was so introverted, so shy, <laughs> painfully shy. And I would turn bright red when I would talk in front of people, but I figured I could teach kids and they wouldn't, you know, I'd be okay. Um, But then the Lord brought me into this role of, of character counts and being the character ambassador for my whole school district. And he put a microphone in my hand and had me in front of people and talking about how our character can make us into who you're called to be. This is a public school, but the Lord gripped me through a character education program, and that's exactly what He's done with me ever since, just growing and building me and helping me to disciple other people, just like you're doing with those eighth graders, discipling them into how to walk out the character of Christ on earth. And um, joy is an inside job. Amen. Amen. and I can I can have a smile on my face, and that doesn't mean that everything in my world is going according to my plan. You know, it, yeah, it, right. It, may, it could be a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent according to God's plan. Always, um, but but it may not be the way that I expected it or wanted it to be. 
Um, but the smile on my face has nothing to do with my circumstances. The smile on my face has to do with the fact that I know I'm loved. I know I'm seen. I know I'm pleasing my father. Um, I am secure in my in my identity with him, mm-hmm. and that's what matters. Right. That's that's what matters, and that's what people see. So I've had people say to me, "Gosh, you're so you're so happy all the time," and it's like I'm joyful. It's right. I'm joyful because it's different. Uh, it is it so is. different, and and as I shared with you, um, you know, I lost my mom, and yeah. I was sad. And I, of course, you're sad when you lose your mom. I, I, I don't want anybody to think that you're not. But here I was. I kept crying out to God. I want my joy back. I want my yeah. joy back. And in, you know, my prayer time, the Lord spoke to me, and he told me, it's not your joy. It's my joy. And it comes from when you have a relationship with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, that we become vessels of joy. And tell us how joy and happiness are different. Yeah, so the thing that, I mean, I I was a a librarian as well, so I always go to the dictionary uh, to understand the definition. And uh, happiness is the agreeable sensations which spring from the enjoyment of good. Mm-hmm. So, so it joy, happiness is like a mental or an emotional state of positive feelings, and they're usually sparked by a moment or by an event. Where joy is the passion or the emotion that comes from the acquisition or the expectation of good. Joy is a long-lasting state of being. It's contentment and satisfaction with life overall. But it really is rooted in the fact of God is good. Amen. And and there's an expectancy of his good in my life. And that's the joy that fuels me is this this excitement that's like a, a hive of bees buzzing inside of me <laughs> going and and I'm buzzing going, God is good and he's gonna show it to me today. And that's my joy. My joy is him, finding him in everything that I do, um, finding him in the scripture that I'm reading, finding him in the, the grocery store, finding him at the, at the terminal at the airport, wherever it is. Where is the Lord in the midst of this? And how is he showing his goodness? Amen. And that's, that's what sparks my joy. That's what fuels my joy. And, you know, we meet so many people in the world who are like, you know, Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. Like, woe is me, this is bad today. Oh, it's going to get worse. Well, sure enough, it will. Right. Yes, so we have to learn how to break out of our Eeyore moments and enter into, as Scripture says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, and... What is it that you find that takes you to joy? Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, first of all, it's the knowledge that I don't have to manufacture it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make it happen. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Amen. That that means that it's it's an outpouring of the love of God. It's a manifestation of love. So joy 
is, you know, we list it. We know those fruits. We know their their love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We learn all those and we recite them. Um, but it's these, it's, <laughs> I'm so excited about it because it's a fruit of the spirit. It's not the root. It's not the tree. It's a fruit. Right. It's a byproduct of the spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit with us. Right. So when I need to fuel my joy, the first place I look is him. The The first place I look is, is I, I share testimonies mm-hmm. of, of the goodness of God. I can share them out loud with other people, or I can share them in my conversation with God. God, remember when, remember when you did this, remember when this happened, remember when you showed your goodness to me, remember when, and that's what the testimony is. It's remembering, but it's also testimony is do it again, God. Amen. And you know, do it again. And you know, I love that that's how you pray, Julie, because I pray that way as well. I love to tell God, remember when, because we're celebrating his goodness. And you know, in a family, when you, you get together more often than not, this happens at bigger gatherings. And we're part of the family of God. But, you know, in a family, hey, do you remember when we went to the beach here and we had the most beautiful bonfire and sunset? I just had such a good time then. Thank you for helping us have that bonfire. Um, Or remember when, you know, we went and honored this person in our family when they were getting an award. And, you know, and it's in that remember when that you build family, but you also remind God that you recognize you were blessed by him. And I think that is so important. We love it when people thank us for something that they did. And, you know, it just cries out, more Lord, more Lord. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think that um, this is about a love relationship that we have with the Lord. And how do we continue to foster love in a relationship? It's about the time we spend together. It's about our vulnerability, our transparency. It's something that we get to steward and cultivate. And so when it comes to joy and we look at it as a fruit of the Spirit, the first one is love. And I think that can be a stumbling block for people sometimes, is knowing the love of God, but it's also an entrance point. So if we can know that God is love, then and we press into Him and grow in our awareness of His love, then our joy begins to overflow. And when we look at Psalm 23, which we are also familiar with, because um, we, we say it all the time, the Lord is my shepherd, um, I shall not want, He leads me beside the waters. You know, he has this way of wooing us, and his word love in the Greek is agape, and it's a merging of two words and two concepts, and ago means to lead like a shepherd, and peo is a verb that means to rest. So love is our shepherd leading us to the place of true rest in his heart. So when it comes to joy and wanting to fuel my joy— I get to rest in his love. I get to rest in his luxurious love for me. I get to rest in him being my shepherd leading me. And sometimes he's like, Julie, you need to quiet down. You need to calm down. You need to settle down and settle into my love. Right. 
Um, there's this quote that I love by Marianne Williamson, and she said, she talked about the statue, the statue David, and she said, when Michelangelo was asked how he created a piece of sculpture, he answered that the statue already existed within the marble. God himself had created the Pieta, David, Moses. Michelangelo's job, as he saw it, was to get rid of the excess marble that surrounded God's creation. And so it is with you. The perfect you isn't something you need to create because God already created it. The perfect you is the love within you. Your job is to allow allow the Holy Spirit to remove the fearful thinking that surrounds your perfect self, just as excess marble surrounded Michelangelo's perfect statue. Well, Go go ahead, ahead, Julie. No, go ahead. Well, in that, it's just the, the reminder that the love is in us. Because we are made in the image of God. Amen. He created us. And so he created us with love embedded inside of us. It is there. It resides in us. And we have been taught to fear. We've been taught about anxiety. We've been taught about caution. But all of that is a facade. All of that is on our exterior. And the interior is where the love is. It's where the joy is. And so when we talk about joy, it's an inner feeling. Happiness is an outward expression. I can have a smile on my face, but if you look at my eyes, you can see sadness. That's, that's showing that it's just an outward expression. It's not a true inner knowing. And my inner knowing of joy gets to be rooted firmly in the love of God. Amen. That, that lives inside of me. It's in me. It is my DNA. I am I am made of love. You are made of love. We get to know that. Amen. Well, we're going to go into our first break. So um, when we come back with Julie Richards, we're going to talk more about how to enter into the joy of the Lord. I'm Loretta Fralick on Winds of Change on AM 750. St. Stanislaus Koska. The Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy is open 24 hours a day, seven days per week for adoration of the Blessed Sacrament in the iconic monstrance. The Blessed Sacrament is reposed during the celebration of Mass and during special events. St. Stan's doors are always open for adoration. Come anytime, day or night. St. Stan's is located two blocks north of Division on Noble, right off the Kennedy. Visit ststandschurch.org. I'm Loretta Freilich, and you are listening to The Winds of Change. The cross is the reality of God's love for us, for you. As we ponder the cross this Lent, consider the fact that our blessed Lord Jesus became man to pay the price for our sins committed against the infinite. Since Jesus is God and man, every act of his has an infinite value. Therefore, Jesus could have chosen to emit a single sigh or prick his finger and shed just one drop of his precious blood. That would have been enough to save us. So why choose the cross? Well, that is how much he loves us. He chose to be nailed to the cross and to pour out every drop of his blood for you, holding nothing back. This is the astounding love of Jesus for you. I'm Jim Littleton, forming FaithfulFamilies.com. God love you. 
Radio. I'm Loretta Freilich. Welcome back. You're listening to Winds of Change on AM 750 WNDZ. And our guest today is a Joymaster extraordinaire, Julie Kressel Richards. Now, Julie, you and your husband, this is, it's really kind of amazing. You are somebody who loves tremendously. You love God and you you follow him. And I mean by I mean follow like you don't just say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want you listen to him and you do what he tells you and that has caused you to leave your job <laughs> you <laughs> you and your wonderful husband Dan moved in and cared for your mother when she was very sick it didn't end there she gets better and off you go to California so how does the love you have for God fit into giving everything up and moving halfway across the country. How does that contribute to your joy? <laughs> well, I think that at the core of it, the Lord, I mean, He knows who we are and He knows what fuels us. And often we we deny that or we 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 put it under this kind of guise of I'm not worthy to have what I really want. And the Lord wants a willing partner. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to be like just dead weight. He, he, he wants us to, he wants to dance with us. He wants to move with us. He wants to explore with us. And so at my core, I have this adventurous side that I, I just, (laughs) I, I want to go and live and see. And in, in a, when I have a day that I'm just, I'm a little down, I go for a ride and I look at nature and I stir up wonder and stir up awe. And so I've done a lot of road trips in my life and I found myself at the Grand Canyon by myself oh my. for, the, for the first time <laughs> and I walked up to the edge and I got hit with laughter and I stood there and laughed for 20 solid minutes. By myself, looking like a complete loon, I didn't care. But I was laughing at the absurdity of, like, how could people not believe that God is in the making of this? Amen. Like, it's just, it's so beautiful. And that's what adventure has done for me. It stirs my wonder, and it helps me to really connect with the heart of the Father. And so um, my husband and I had taken a, a couple trips to Southern California to um, interact with the church, to serve them, to minister to them, to bless their leadership teams, to pray over them. And we had done it on Zoom as well. And then we end up in this travel trailer, an RV, <laughs> driving all around the West to be like, Lord, where do you want us to land? Because we knew we wanted to, We I spent my whole life in, in Chicagoland, in the Western suburbs, um, as, as close to the city line as like two blocks <laughs> from Austin. Like right. I, I was two blocks from Austin, um, but yeah, I in in that process, it's like Lord, we knew that you, He was taking us someplace that He wanted to lead us on a journey. We just didn't know where, and so we are on this kind of exploration. But every place we went, we were able to pay attention to two things: shalom. Do I feel shalom here? Shalom is harmony. Shalom is peace. Shalom is unity. Do I feel like the Lord is calling me here? And it, it doesn't mean that the place itself is peaceful. It's that I have peace being there. Mm-hmm. Do I feel the Do I feel the shalom of the Lord in this place? Like this is where He's calling me. And every place we went, we're like, nope. Like it's beautiful. It's got all these wonderful amenities, but no. And then the other thing that we look for is joy. Is my joy increased by being here? Because I know that the Lord wants me to be a joyful. Um, 
being because that sparks joy in other people. And so do I have shalom and do I have joy? Do I feel that in these places? And when we got to San Diego, it was not on our radar, but that's where the Lord landed us. And we had, um, a, you know, churches that right. we could minister in and people that we could pour into and do life with. And so that's where we landed. Praise two years God. Ago. Praise God. Well, that, I mean, first of all, Julie, let's talk honestly. Is there any way one could be unjoyful in San Diego? <laughs> but right. well, I understand what you're saying. I do. I, you know, we all have that place. We have to find it. Um, mine is by the lake in Mich- mm-hmm. up in Indiana in, at Lake Michigan. There is something that I, I guess I knew I was a grown-up when I didn't have to go up from the beach to dinner, and I could sit on the beach until the sun went down. And and so I, I, underst- I understand what you're saying. My joy is increased by being at rest at that place. So I do know, I do know what you speak of. But, you know, if we're not feeling the peace, if we're not feeling the joy, how do we get it, Julie? I know I had that situation where, you know, I cried out to the Lord. And, you know, it, because truly it is the joy of the Lord it is it, that you're looking for. It is not a momentary minute of happiness till the next yeah. momentary minute of happiness. They're all good, but we have to be one with the Lord in our joy as we're waiting on those moments of happiness. Yes. Yes, I think that's very true. And the the thing about it for me is about abiding. You know, when it comes to joy, joy is is found in the presence of God. It's found in my connection with Him. So if we look at John fifteen ten, it says, "If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love." I told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. So the best way to be in a state of joy or to maintain an outlook of joy is by remaining close to the Lord day by day, abiding in Him. And that's, to me, it's telling Him the truth. It's being in relationship with Him. Lord, here's how I feel. Lord, this is what I'm seeing. Lord, what do you want me to know about this? Uh, My two favorite questions to ask Him are, Lord, what do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do about it? Wow. Wow. And that that ends up with people living in San Diego, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's very interesting. Well, it is interesting, though, because we did not plan on San Diego. Our plan, you know, the Lord Lord has his own plans, and we we thought that we were going to be in Colorado, or we had all these ideas, but... Um, but the Lord was like, no, no, that is not where I have for you. And it doesn't mean that everything is wine and roses here. No. It, you know, it's, you know, people even said, like, you're leaving, you're coming to California. I said, well, Illinois has its own issues, you know. <laughs> yes. um, but, and, and my biggest issue is I have to get used to the water being on the other side. I'm so used <laughs> to the water being to my east that I can't tell the direction for the life of me because what is the water doing on the west? Um <laughs> I know you would understand that. I but, do. I do. But I think it's that importance about abiding in Christ and just being close to Him. And and it's, Lord, what do you have for me? Where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to serve? Where do you want me to love? And just in that questioning, I think we 
I think we pray our laundry list of requests to the God, to, to our God, right? But we don't take the time to ask Him questions and pause to listen, right? And you and know, we need to pause and listen. You're so right. You're so right about that pause. And and you know, the other that we're so blessed in the Catholic faith is we have the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist every Sunday, and we mm. also have the opportunity to go to adoration. And here at St. Stanislaus Koska, they have adoration 24-7. And I mm. know—so I know of what you speak because I remember when I was working as a felony assistant in the state's attorney's office, and I was— on the night shift for about six months every few years as as a trial supervisor. And so you're up all night. Your shift on the night shift is 30 days of 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I used wow. to, whoa, yeah, it was painful. I'm, I'm a girl who likes her feathers. I love <laughs> And so mm-hmm. I used to come here for my dinner break. Um, because what can you eat at 3 o'clock in the morning? But anyway, I used to come for my dinner break here and just be so filled with such peace and just, you know, again, asking those questions. What do you want me to know? What do you want me to do about it? And for a lot of, a lot of it, it was cases I was working on. You know, it was helping these younger states' attorneys you know, understand what they need to flush out in order to come to a, a worldly decision. Do I charge this person or don't I? And Or do right. I need more evidence? And so God is so pertinent to every moment of our being that, you know, we need to take this time in Lent uh, to, to take that pause, to ask those questions, to sit silent before Him and let Holy Spirit speak to us and and prompt that wisdom. Yes, I agree with you completely. And I love that you mentioned adoration. And and I feel like that is such an important piece of our process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to even call it a process. It's a relationship, right? It's, right. Our, it's our internal dialogue as we talk to the Lord, and it's often an external dialogue as we speak out loud to Him. And I think back to Psalm 100, verse 4, which is, we're told to enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. That is how we how we enter in. And so if you're having a difficult time accessing joy or love, start there. Amen. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. There's always something to praise Him for, yes. even if it's as small as... I'm so thankful that this pen in my hand writes smoothly. You know, I'm so grateful that I have breath in my lungs. I'm so grateful to you, Lord, that you woke me up this morning and I didn't have pain. There's so many things for us to thank him for. And so we, we enter with Thanksgiving and then we move forward. We, we come into his court with praise. And as we praise him, that's like the password that allows us access into heaven. Amen. So, so praising Him, adoring Him, taking time to just um, highlight how so good of a God He is. Amen. That, all of that is going to elevate your state of being. And when we talk about the fruits of the Spirit, they're really about refining our character to be more like the example of Christ. And how do we do that? 
through these things, through growing in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. And that can even be our litmus test all day long. Am I operating in the fruits of the Spirit the way that I'm doing these things? The way that I'm interacting with people, the way that I'm showing up at my job, the way that I'm showing up in my marriage, am I operating in these fruits of the Spirit? And asking the Lord not not to convict me to the point that I'm like um, abusing myself because of, of shame, but to enlighten the eyes of my heart to understand how can I do this better, Lord? How can I be better at showing self-control? How can I do better at at cultivating an atmosphere of peace wherever I go. And maybe that means I'm not going to get tied up in the gossip. I'm not going to get stirred up in what's going on in the world. I'm going to release peace rather than soaking in all the atmosphere of fear that's being sown around us. I'm going to not receive it all. I'm going to put out peace, which means I get to live in an atmosphere of peace. Amen. So I cultivate it. These are things we cultivate. Well, Julie, you are somebody who has found some amazing, um, just amazing ways to change the atmosphere. And when we come back from our next break, we are going to talk about uh, the workshops and and the chapter that you wrote in the, the book, The Joyful Entrepreneur. I'm Loretta Fralick on Winds of Change, AM 750. How long has it been since you have been to church? Busy schedule? Work? Or just lost interest? To be Catholic is not just merely attending Mass as just another weekend activity to be checked off the to-do list. Participation in the Sacred Liturgy gives you the opportunity to be intimately connected to Christ through the Holy Eucharist. You can also cleanse yourself of sin through the Sacrament of Reconciliation as a baptized Catholic. Come before the iconic monstrance to be in Christ's presence in the sacred silence of the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy, St. Stanislaus Koska Church is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. St. Stan's is just off the Kennedy, two blocks north of Division on Noble. Come back to Christ through the sacred liturgy and his gift of the sacraments at St. Stan's. We are the students of St. Stan's Lasosca Academy. Your children can join them for face-to-face classroom instruction. Visit ststanschicago.org to find out how. And you're listening to the Winds of Change. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy. St. Stan's is an exceptional private elementary school in Chicago, serving preschool, age three and four, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, and first grades. We incorporate Catholic values and rigorous academic social-emotional learning, Chinese, Spanish, STEM, and more, providing our students with leadership and life skills to transform our world. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy is conveniently located one block north of Division on Noble, just off the Kennedy Expressway. To schedule your tour, visit ststanschicago.org, ststanschicago.org. Welcome back. We're talking joy with Julie Kressel Richards, the best joy meister I know. And now, Julie, you have contributed to a book called The Joyful Entrepreneur. How does one get the opportunity to write a chapter about joy in a book about joy? <laughs> God. <laughs> it's, always, it's always through his connections, right? I I was invited to attend a conference in Denver uh, last year, and 
there was a woman who was the keynote speaker at this conference, and she and I ran into each other in the hallway, and her name is Tamara Andra. And we just grabbed a hold of each other and recognized the, the joy of the Lord inside of each other, and we just encouraged an increase of heaven into each other. And it was just one of those wonderful connections that happens um, that the Lord sets up. And so she invited me. She's a publisher, and she invited me to write a chapter in this book, to co-author the book. Um, and it's called The Joyful Entrepreneur, Solutions, Signs, and Wonders. And I sure have a lot of solutions, signs, and wonders that the Lord has done that he's shown up with in my life and in my journey. And so I was very excited to be able to contribute. And my chapter is actually called Faith is the Journey, Hope is the Fuel. Amen. This is really fun. Yes. Yeah. And tell us, tell us about your chapter. Well, I, I think that it really documents well the the journey that I've gone through with the Lord in understanding how much of life is about our daily connection with Him, allowing Him to fuel us and feed into us, and and that when we lean into Him, He's going to give us the information that we need. He's going to give us the answers to the questions that we have. Um, and He's also going to bring these suddenlies into our lives. And that's something that I that I talked about were some of those like sudden moments where he shows up and brings the answer to your prayers. He brings the, the friend that you never knew you needed. He, his suddenlies are um, filled with expectancy of his goodness. And there's such a testimony to the way that he is always looking to work in our lives. Yeah. He's always looking to sow things into our lives. He never will... takes his eyes off us. We need no. to understand that. Oh, right. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I get excited when you talk about suddenlies. No, it's okay because, you know, I for the year I've really been embracing Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion Translation, and it begins with never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. And it's never doubt, never doubt that he's going to show up, never doubt his mighty power. And so looking for those suddenlies, that's an example of expectancy in our life. And I want to make that distinction expectations, uh, they lead to disappointment. When we create expectations, we complete the story and we think it's going to look just like this. Expectancy is joyful anticipation of goodness. And it's expectancy is what the child on Christmas morning feels like. They don't know exactly what's in all the packages unless they opened them all, <laughs> which some, some like to do, you know, they, they sneak a peek, but but for the most part, you don't know what's coming. You just know it's going to be good. And you believe that your parents or whoever, Santa, knew exactly what you wanted and will provide that for you. Well, we have somebody way better than Santa because he, he doesn't just wait for one day of the year. He is present every day and wants to work in you because when he manifests himself in your life, it points everybody towards him. Like that's the greatest testimony is the workings of God in your life. And if we can be a living example of this is why you want to know him, not just the favor on my life, but the relationship I have with him. I'm never alone. He says, never will I leave you nor forsake you. I am never alone. I have the best support system with me 24-7 for my entire life. And that is such a gift. Praise God. Now, you also have 
um, some workshops, and it, you have uh, uh, you just finished. Yeah. Lean into love, understanding the voice of God. So I'm going to ask you, Julie, can we hear God's voice? Oh my goodness! Yes. 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 You you absolutely can hear His voice, and the thing is, is so often we think that it's going to sound like something. That's an expectation, my friend. Um, it's, but if we if we trust that as we steward this gift, He will begin to speak to us in a way that is very distinct, and we're able to tell when it's Him and when it's not ourselves. And one of those ways is knowing, is it lining up with the fruits of the Spirit? Amen. And scripture a, and right, yes. Is it if it's accusatory? That's not what you're going to hear from the God. Lord. No, because He is love. He is joy. He is peace. He is patience. Um, and so, lining up with scripture, reading, reading the Word of God. If you've ever read the Word of God and come away with something that wasn't even in those words, but it really resonated with your life, that's the Lord speaking to you. Amen. He speaks to us in so many different ways, and we can hear from Him. We Amen. Can. Amen. And and really, I think the most exciting part about knowing that we can hear the voice of God is it calls us to be alert and alive, alive in our lives because He is always speaking to us. And it can be in something we see in nature. It can be in a song we hear on the radio when we're praying a particular way. You know, it can be in the flowers that somebody sends you when you're really down and they come and they're in your favorite color and they just speak to your heart. There's so many ways that God is speaking to us that we—that's another reason why it's so important— that we pause and take that break so that we can hear. And I love that you called your workshop Lean Into Love. What was that workshop about? It just gives me the image of John resting his head against, you know, Jesus's breast and, you know, just listening to him, you know, looking up with those loving eyes. That's exactly it. That's part of what I, why I named it what I did, because there's a verse in Song of Solomon 8.5, and in one translation it says, Who is this one? Look at her now. She arises out of her desert, clinging to her beloved. But in another translation, it was leaning and loving on her beloved. And as I thought about that, how often we think that we have to lean on our own understanding when the Lord wants us to lean on His and lean on Him. And that example of John, the beloved, he called himself the beloved. Yes. He he identified himself that way because he knew he was certain in the love that Jesus had for him. And so is this, this is the Shulamite in Song of Solomon, um, arising out of her desert, loving and leaning, leaning on her beloved. So I did a free three-day workshop called Lean Into Love. And I threw out, I did some ads on, you know, Facebook just to see who might benefit from this? I got 354 women to register. They registered for this. And the thing, it so opened my heart to, um, to the wooing of God that people are hungry for love. They are needing love and they, they need yes. authentic love, which is only found in the Lord. That is where we learn the truth of love. And so in this three-day workshop, we went into 
how to um, a bit about the desert. She, you know, this the Shulamite arose out of her desert, mm-hmm. and so often our our desert of difficulty comes from our perception about things. It's our, you know, the the fear that has come upon us, the unworthiness that we have felt. It's coming out of agreement with this mindset and aligning ourselves with the mind of Christ. And then we moved into the idea of um, clinging. Like, what does it look like to love and lean? Um, to lean into the beloved, and that's listening to his voice. It's allowing him access into your life, letting him speak, inviting him. And then who is the beloved? Who is the Lord? And who is this good God that we get to lean into? And making sure that we have a right view of him and a right relationship with him. And that comes through immersing ourselves in the scriptures, just just reading and learning about his character and becoming so comfortable with who he is. And I, I even hesitate to say the word comfortable because he is, he's, he's not even a comfortable God. He is a, he is, he's a wild God. He's a, he's a good God, but he's, there's just so much to his character yes. and getting to know him is a big piece of this journey. Amen. If knowing if we know him, then we get to know ourselves even better. You know, we're, we're called to love ourselves. Like, and so often we don't know how to love ourselves. So how do we learn? By loving God and seeing how He loves us. And remembering that He comes to us, not in the roar of the wind and the rain, but He comes to us in that small, still, gentle voice. Because for most of us, Maybe not. Well, anyway, most of us, we'd flip out if the Lord showed up in our bedroom at night and said, I'm God, and this is what I want from you. I mean, we'd be, I'd be hiding under my bed, but, <laughs> but, um, but he comes to us so lovingly because he knows us. He knows right. us better than we know ourselves. And so, you know, he doesn't hit us over the head. He doesn't overpower us. He wants us to come willingly to him and accept him for who he is, our loving creator that can take our ordinary and make it extraordinary. And, you know, that what we are in the natural, he will explode in the supernatural. And until we... Until we can get to the place where we're ready for the extraordinary, ready for the supernatural, he's speaking to us gently, and he won't hurt us. And Mm. I think that's something that we need to have an understanding of God, how much he loves us. He loves us to be fully who he is, but he's not imposing it on us. Right. He wants us to choose him. Yes, absolutely. It is a relationship. Right. And— in a relationship, don't we always want to be pursued? Oh, don't yes. we want? Don't we want to know that somebody wants to be with us mm-hmm. as much as we want to be with them? Yes. Well, he's the same way. He's just—he's waiting, like he's waiting for you to turn your gaze to him, and he's waiting to just pour out his goodness upon you. He has things he wants to say, and he's waiting for you to tune in and be. Be ready to listen and say, Lord, what do you have to say to me in this hour? What do you want me to know? And for us to not complete the conversation, but to sit in the the tension yes. of waiting. Yes. There is a tension of waiting. It's it, it's that moment where it's it's allowing yourself to really sink in to who he is. He leads us beside still waters because he wants to talk to us. Amen. He well, wants to he, he sometimes wants to get away with us. Right. He'll take us someplace. 
right. so we can get away with him. Well, we're going into our last break, and when we come back, we want to hear about Roots and Wings, and we're going to ask you to say a special prayer for the joy of the Lord to come upon us all. I'm Loretta Fralick. You're listening to Winds of Change on AM 750 WNDZ. Sometimes it's tough to hear winds of change over the air. What with tall buildings, power lines, and other static. Now you can hear winds of change anywhere, anytime, or on any device. When winds of change is on the air, live, Monday through Friday, noon to one, go to ststandschurch.org. Scroll down to the winds of change tile and click on the listen live button. For winds of change podcasts, Click on Listen to Episodes or visit the Winds of Change Facebook page. I'm Loretta Freilich, and you are listening to the Winds of Change. St. Stanislaus Koska, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy, is open 24 hours a day, seven days per week for adoration of the Blessed Sacrament in the iconic monstrance. The Blessed Sacrament is reposed during the celebration of Mass and during special events. St. Stan's doors are always open for adoration. Come anytime, day or night. St. Stan's is located two blocks north of Division on Noble, right off the Kennedy. Visit ststanschurch.org. Welcome back. I'm Loretta Freilich sitting in for Father Anthony with our guest, the Joymeister extraordinaire, Julie Kressel Richards. Julie, tell us about Roots and Wings. Oh, goodness. Roots and Wings is a free Facebook group that I have, and it's just an opportunity to connect with other believers who are spiritual truth seekers and yearn to deeply root themselves in God's eternal truth while simultaneously spreading their wings to soar towards the divine purpose that he's crafted them for. And I feel like um, I'm just always looking for opportunities where like-minded people can come together and really be rooted into the truths of God. And it's the hunger for the Bible is the roots, the the hunger for the eternal truth. And then the wings is the places that the Lord wants to take us, the insights that the Holy Spirit stirs within us, allowing us to rise to our God-given potential. Because He has greater plans for us than we can even ask, think, or imagine. Amen. And And some of that is we need to come away from the connection to what the world says and come into alignment with what heaven says and move powerfully towards that compelling future because he wants us to be agents of change on this earth. He wants us to bring heaven to earth. And how better to do that than walking in our God-given calling? I love that phrase, agents of change. We are. We're world changers. And we're world changers, whether we're under the power of the Holy Spirit or whether we're under our humanness. And so we have a choice to make. We need to align our choices with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. And we need to be one with them so that the world change we affect is something glorious and not of ourselves. You know, you can snap at a kid and have them down for the rest of the day because somebody they love didn't respond with love. Or you can build them up and praise them and thank them, and they'll go out and in their sphere of influence and circle, 
They'll build others up. And and we forget that. And this is so important. Julie, what what's the web address that we want to look to to find you or the Facebook address or? Yeah, well, if you look for me, uh, my website is juliecresselrichards.com. Uh, you can find me on social media under my name, Julie Kressel Richards, and I keep my maiden name in there just because I got married almost seven years ago. And so the majority of my uh, ministry time was under my maiden name. So people get a little confused at times because they're so used to that Julie Kressel. So yeah, Julie Kressel Richards, find me on Instagram, on Facebook. I've got a a professional uh, public page that you can get on. And then the group is called Roots and Wings. And if you find me at at Julie Kressel Richards, uh, you'll find access to that group and the other offerings that I have, such as group coaching, um, other opportunities for future trainings that I will do. I'm always looking for ways to equip the body and to just bless them in their journey of discovery. And so um, these are, you know, just a few of the ways that you can find me. Do you have anything you want to share about what's coming up that the Lord's given you for us? Well, I'm about to launch a three-month coaching program, and um, and it's going to be a group coaching for women. So I'll tell more about that as soon as it okay. is ready to be launched. But um, but you can even get on my email list. That's a great way to stay in touch. And you can do that by jumping into my my uh, website and filling out that form there. And then you'll just get some emails from me to see what are some of the latest offerings that I have and some of the wisdom that the Lord wants me to share. I always want people to be encouraged and um, filled by their interactions with me because that's the way that I get to represent the Lord uh, the best that I can. Well, Julie, you do such, such a great job. And I have to honestly say it's my privilege to know you. You have always been someone who is just filled with joy. And what I love about it is you share that joy. And I I can remember times when you've been at events and people will ask you to pray about something or pray with them. And I think I've even done it to you. And you (laughs) put a smile on your face. It doesn't matter what time it is. And you bring the voice of God and the peace of God to individuals. So you are a blessing, and we just pray that you be blessed a thousandfold, that it be returned to you. And Mm -hmm. I would love to ask you to just pray now for um, the audience that and myself and Chicago and just that the, the joy juice that you carry and flows so graciously from the Father and the Son and the Spirit through you, just covers our city, our na- our state, and our nation. And uh, I would love, if there's anything else you want to add before you pray for us, that would be terrific, too. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm so grateful to be here with you, Loretta. You are such a, you yourself are a joy bomb as well. <laughs> and every time we've interacted with one another, the thing that stands out to me so strongly about you is your authenticity. You are the real deal. You you always show up as you are, but you bring the fullness of who Christ made you to be. And I love the way that you are a a voice box for him. You are always open to to sharing whatever he has entrusted with you. You have such a servant's heart. And it's it's an honor for you to to hold this space. Um, to to step in while the father is away and you're able to, to jump in and, and 
host this show. And it's always a privilege for me to get to talk to you. So, yes, let me pray for you and let me pray for the audience. Um, yeah, let's just step into that. So, Father God, we just praise you. We praise you for who you are. We praise you for your might and your power. We praise you for your strength. We praise you for your kindness and your goodness. And we praise you that your eyes are always on us. And Lord, we declare that over Chicago right now. Your eyes are on the city of Chicago. And Lord, you say in John 3, 8, that the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear it sound. And Lord, your spirit is the wind that is blowing through Chicago. We just bless Chicago right now with a with a revolution with the Lord, with revival from the Lord. We just bless the city of Chicago to know Jesus and to know his power. And I thank you for every listener, and I ask you to settle yourself in their hearts today, Lord, that you would be seen and known in their hearts and in their lives. And we welcome the winds of change to come into their hearts that they are here to be marked by you, to be moved by you, to be an agent of change through you. And so, Lord, we bless all that you're doing in our lives and more, because we know that you are a God who comes with abundance and you come with potential. There's potential energy in every single person, and that's what you are igniting right now. You are igniting the potential and calling it forth. And so we just say yes and amen to your plans and purposes. And we say, be glorified, God, in all that you say and do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. amen. And we just decree and declare fresh fire on Julie, too, in, Ooh, all, her, in all of her endeavors as she draws others to the Lord and into your circle. Father, and we praise you for the gift of Julie Kressel Richards and— Julie, again, I'm so grateful that this hour went by in a nanosecond, as it always <laughs> does when I'm talking to you. But um, I'm just really, I'm excited that for, for what's going to happen for you in California and Dan and San Diego and give uh, my love to all of our friends in California. And I just, just, I, I just know you're a blessing and you will, in fact, be blessed. And so I am super grateful that you were able to join us today and uh, that the, your joy juice is flowing out over us. And <laughs> this is Loretta Freilich with the privilege of sitting in for Father Anthony on Winds of Change. Our guest, Julie Kressel Richards. Check out our show page to hear how you can get in touch with her. Amen. to say when the world makes no sense do we search deeper truths or sit on the fence can you see can you see can you see the winds have changed we marvel and flatter such meaningless thought the shallow strong but the inside is right it's time to be stirred the time is now the